Welcome to my podcast, Amy Weber Unleashed. Tonight, I have an amazing guest coming all the way from New York, Don Lewis. Don, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. We have so much to unpack tonight. Thanks so much for having me. Let's unpack. Yeah, right. Oh, my goodness. So Don and I met on Twitter, which is a platform that I haven't been on that much. But um, I just found your story so fascinating. Um, I guess I just, you know, for me, I love people that are inspirational, people that um, are kind of a bit of a vigilante like I am, and people that just don't take no for an answer. Um, And also people that know what's right from wrong and are willing to sort of fight for the right side of of justice. So um, tell me a little bit more about yourself. I know we talked a little bit about your upbringing, but I really want everyone to kind of hear where it all started for you. All right. So for um, thanks for the introduction. Really happy to be on. But um, for the upbringing, um, you know, I have a pretty diverse background and that's kind of where a lot of the um, fight comes from. So, you know, I grew up in I was born in Queens, grew up in Long Island. Um, my father is a white Jewish guy from Brooklyn, uh, Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. My mother is from Jamaica, the island. Um, we grew up in a predominantly white and Jewish community, which, you know, had its own challenges. There were some challenges of the upbringing. Um, I think as I put on Twitter before, you know, neither one of my grandparents were at the weddings. There's some, I guess there's a little family tensions, but, you know, once the kids got involved and whatnot, um, you know, all that was overcome, uh, you know, growing up in school, obviously there was issues because I think I graduated from a high school of 250 students graduated and there was only four black students. Wow. So, you know, obviously when you're in that level of minority, um, there always come, 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 come issues with that as well. And, you know, even, even in our community, you know, we could get into more of this later, but, you know, my parents have lived out where they live for, you know, 30 years, whatnot, you know, I'll still be walking around, maybe get stopped by the police. You know, when I was a kid, you know, my brother and I were both uh, very active in sports, school, other stuff, but we'd go out and jog in the neighborhood, get stopped by the police. You know, you go to um, stores in town, you know, you go into town to go into, you know, a fancy store. The moment you walk in, you're followed around the store, um, things like that. Uh, I, after I graduated high school really quickly, I went to school at Harvard and that was like a whole nother experience. you know, along with the racial stuff there, we can get at that a little bit later. Uh, went to school for years, uh, had a very eclectic group of friends. I think I had eight roommates, you know, two black guys, one Irish guy, another Jewish guy, an Asian kid. So I've always kept a pretty diverse um, group of friends. And, you know, from there, uh, worked in New York for two years, grinding at a law firm. And then I went to a really big law firm named Scadden Arps. It's like a mega, mega law firm for people who know law. They know it. It's notorious for working people really hard, learned a lot, was there for about 10 years. Then I worked on Roosevelt Island. There's like an iconic red air tram you see in movies. It's an island between Manhattan and Queens. Uh, There were some challenges there. And then I was at WeWork, the office space company. And there's currently a WeWork documentary on Hulu. And I'm actually in the documentary. Um, uh, quite a bit and got some press coverage on it. It was pretty cool, but that was a wild experience. And then from there, I went to a law firm that I post about quite a bit on Twitter uh, named Pierce Bainbridge. And, you know, things were uh, really odd at that place. Uh, they did not go well. And I have gotten very challenging times with them. Uh, you know, I'm in litigation, so some things I can talk about, some I can't. But uh, bottom line, it's, it was a very corrupt law firm. It continues in some to some degree. There's tons of issues. I spoke up and we had a big retaliation issue. And I've been, you know, two, two, two and a half years fighting with, uh, you know, various lawyers, law firms, people. There's been 10, maybe 10, 10 to 12 law firms on the other side of me. Uh, a funder I've been told is involved that has $700 million in the management. Wow. And even, you know, what may resonate with people is, uh, you know, Mark McKay is currently the lawyer for Matt Gates. And, and he's also a lawyer for Donald Trump and his criminal New York issues. You know, Matt, uh, Mark McKenzie had called me out by name in a newspaper article in two, a, a legal journal article in 2019, um, but he's no longer involved. And then at some point, uh, the main problem guy where I was, who was now uh, defending the most proud boys in the Capitol Hill cases, according to the New York Times, uh, he was aligned with Lynn Wood. And, and that's sure Pierce, you know, right? 
Yeah, yeah, John Pearson. He was aligned with Lynn Wood, uh, defending Kyle Rittenhouse. And, you know, some point in September morning, uh, I was so, sorry, someday in September on a Saturday morning, I woke up and a tweet that I put up had, you know, a ton more likes and retweets. And then I noticed uh, Lynn Wood had quote tweeted it and kind of tried to call me out by name. And so <laughs> that started off a big, a big frenzy. So Wow, you should feel special. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, tell exactly. me that. So, John, do you think growing up with just sort of the um, the hurdles and, and, you know, just having kind of a tough situation of. I guess identity. I know you say you always sort of identified as a black man. Do you mm-hmm. think that that's what really propelled you forward to want to be a fighter and kind of want to stand up for people? I mean, well, I, I part of the, you know, my, I, 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 sorry, go ahead. No, I just know for me, like, you know, me coming from like a really, you know, um, abusive childhood. I, you know, for me, I want to speak for those that that can't really don't have the maybe the courage or the the platform to basically speak out for people that are, you know, in a bad situation or can't speak for themselves. So I know you and I are a lot of like in that way. Obviously, I'm not going after, uh, you know, peers <laughs> or, or any of these others. Um, I mean, given the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe I will. But I just always I wonder, like, what makes people so resilient? Right. Like, you know. Do you think having just, you know, we talked a little bit before, you know, you came on about you guys not even being able to go for a jog, you know, that the cops would stop you and just automatically assume that you're up to no good because of your skin color. Um, Do you think that that, you know, that just instilled that fight in you um, from an early age? It's a lot of things that come together. But I think, you know, first go back to the parents. They obviously had to fight. You know, even though I wasn't around for that, you see it and kind of build something in you. And one of the other things I think, you know, we discussed when we spoke earlier was, you know, I mentioned that there were some family tensions when the marriage first happened, but, you know, once those were overcome, you know, one thing that I was very much raised on, and I, you know, credit my parents, my siblings, have an older brother and sister, is that, like, either you're a good person or you're a bad person, right? So I've always tried to stand up for what's right and who are the good people. And, you know, even, you know, one thing about the background, even though we were, you know, pretty much the only Black kids, and, you know, that, that would cause issues, like you'd hear racial statements, you'd deal with the police and whatnot, you know, when we were younger, particularly my older brother, we were pretty good athletes and, you know, strong guys and athletic. So, you know, we could we could handle ourselves if, if issues came up and whatnot. And from a very young age, you know, we both were, you know, protectors of other people. Like, you know, there was one that there was a special needs kids in my elementary school. People used to pick on him like I would jump to his back, you know, right away. And then you would have to fight for your own. Like, for example, we played ice hockey. Right. So we played ice hockey. And we'd go play out in Suffolk County. And if people were familiar with Long Island, it's just kind of generally understood that Suffolk County is a little, you know, it's a little bit tougher for minorities. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's understood, right? And, you know, we play hockey games out in Suffolk County, 12 years old, you're getting called, you're getting called the N-word, or they'll just say it just real to get called nigger all game. And, you know, you end up, things end up happening, right? So, yeah. you know, I mean, there was a time when I was 12 or 13 and we were playing a game on the cusp of uh, Nassau and Suffolk. And, you know, one kid called me the N-word, you know, about three times during the game or three or four, maybe more. And I ended up, you know, giving him a hit and he hurt himself. And as a 13-year-old, they had to, at the end of the game, there was a bunch of rabid adults who wanted to come into the locker room to, you know, get after me and had to call the police to escort me out of the building. And then, you know, something else as well, like, you know, given my dad's wife, my mother's darker skinned, um, when we would go, to certain restaurants when we would travel or where we live, you know, you, you could, you could sense, cause I'm very good at reading people. You could sense discrimination and, uh, you know, people trying to judge, you know, you look at my mother who grew up, you know, in, in Jamaica in the mountains, like six hours off the main road yeah. and came here alone when she was 17. And is a, you know, beautiful family, nice house, uh, PhD in English. And you're like this clown at whatever place is being disrespectful, you know, we're not having that. Right. Right. So you learn, you, you learn to kind of stand up for that. And then one other thing you mentioned standing up brothers in, in your story, you know, part of my thing is, you know, what I'm dealing with with Pierce, the law firm and whatnot is, you know, this is all over my complaints, allegations and whatnot is, you know, in my strong opinion and the documents and record pack it up. These are very corrupt people who, you know, hope to run me over with, you know, now it's maybe 10 law firms, a funder that has $700 million, people like Mark McKaysey, Linwood, I happen to have the wherewithal, the training and the ability to not let, you know, the corporate machine and corporate bad doers run me over. So I'm standing up, you know, for my for myself, obviously, because there's a lot of, I have personally invested in it, but 
you do hope that other people see that right. and it you know, empowers them to not let them happen to you. Because it's, it's, you know, it's everybody's story is unique, but the story of white collar, corrupt people who have money, power, running people over and trying to, you know, basically just destroy them or scare them off is not a new one. Yeah. And, and so they, people, and listen, they, they, they get away with shit. I, I, that's the thing that I don't understand. It's like, so why, why are they so upset with, with you? They're upset with you because you just called a, a spade a spade. I mean, is that what happened? Pretty, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Like, you know, it was, it was a classic, like, you know, say, see something, say something wrong. And that was not, you know, that, that, that was not received well. And there's more, there's more to it. I can't get into all that now. Sure. That's, that is, that is, that is though the, the general, the general path of it. And if you look, a lot of things have been coming up in other cases recently that I won't get into in too much detail, which which highly suggests that other you know people who were there you know turned turned the other cheek and looked at things in other situations. Some of this stuff is actually quite disturbing and will likely be coming public um, you know pretty soon. I just can't get into it now, and it's not directly related to me. But there's a there's a there's a litany of stuff. I mean, you know, in my case alone, you know, you had two guys uh, who were members of the bar, lawyers. They both lied under oath. Like there's, this is not like, this is not like they said I was a bad lawyer and I was a good lawyer. It's like they said I wasn't somewhere at some time, or they said something didn't happen. There's text emails and all that. Right. Show that. Yeah, they yeah. created. They're basically trying to create a diversion, right, to divert Correct. the attention away from themselves and the Correct. stuff that you're bringing. Correct. And just so people get it too, this guy Pierce, so it's interesting for the viewers. Uh, you know, he ran the law firm. The law firm had his clients Rudy Giuliani. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, George Papadopoulos, uh, Michael Avenatti, um, and, and, you know, the, a Russian oligarch. And in four years of litigation, it's a litigation-only firm. They won one case, one trial to victory, and only made $500,000. But somehow during that same period of time, they were able to amass over $70 million in loans from litigation funders or cash advance lenders. Wow. And you know, somehow they still owe 60 and the question just becomes, where did all that money go? And then, you know, you see people like Giuliani, Mark McKenzie, Michael Avenatti, George Papadopoulos. You wonder, like, you know, is there a bigger thing going on here um, and, and what may it be? And, you know, some of that stuff spelled out and things I've written and whatnot. And people can draw their own conclusions. Yeah, it's so interesting to me. I mean, listen, I, I, I you know, I quit college. I had a full academic scholarship and. You know, I feel like I'm a pretty intelligent person. I'm pretty well book read, but I'm, you know, not a Harvard educated woman by any stretch of the imagination. But I think in this day and age, it's just it's so hard for me to understand. And I, I know I'm not alone here where how some people can swallow the weirdest story. I mean, I literally had a childhood friend send me a video of Will Ferrell. And um, it was, I don't know, really old and grainy and you could tell it had been edited. And she was just like, you know, I just I'm, I'm worried about you, you know, because, you know, these people are drinking kids blood. And, and she's telling me this whole yeah. rabbit hole thing. And I'm thinking, how? Like, how does that even get seep into your life? Right. And then once it seeps yeah. in, how as you a grown ass person not say that's ridiculous, right? I mean, like, yeah. I, I understand, like, I was in the entertainment industry. I understand editing, but um, ooh, I, that's just weird. I don't know. It's hard for me. I know you and I are on, on the same page about this. It's like not even to go to one political side or another, but for someone just to wholly swallow some weird rabbit hole shit, there's so much of it. I don't understand what is happening. Yeah, no, I mean, it's shifting a little bit, and, and, and it is. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. I, I, and I, I put it on a couple of things. I think, I think the, like, the, the genesis and the heart of that entire movement, I, I really do think, I think it comes back to like, you know, you know race, gender, and, and other issues. I really do think, in, in my personal opinion, that it's a strong push for the demographics of the country are changing. You know, it's becoming more mixed. Uh, you know, there's definitely more mixed marriages. You see more mixed people. You see darker people. And I, and I, I look at it personally as very much like, you know, just to be blunt, the older, you know, you know, white male set, like their last bastion of hope to keep a stronghold on the country. And they're they, just they, scared. They, it's just fear. Yeah. They're just I, I, I look at it as like a couple things, you know, your fear of losing control, right. to put policies in place that, that keep them in power and do what they want to do. But and then, you know, a lot of that also comes down to money. Right. Like people, you know, you, you know, in so many of these movements. Right. Like the crazy things you're talking about, like you're kind of suggesting QAnon stuff. Right. Right. Um, so much of that, like, 
you know, just seems to just be at the center of all of this is grifting, right? It's grifting, there's right. Di- there's different levels of these things, right? You have the people on top who are spewing this nonsense, right? And I don't believe they really believe it. But really? They yeah. Right? No, well, no, the people at the top, no. I don't think, yeah. I don't think like, for example, I don't think Donald Trump believes like, you know, the crazy things he says. He doesn't think he's going to get reinstated. I, and Lynn Wood is a different degree because I don't know that he's all there. Yeah. But I, I think... It, it, it's very similar to like televangelists, right? Like, yes. you know, you, you get tons of people to come into a church and they give you money and you touch people and, you and say you're going to healing them. Right. Right. So the, the layers are you have like the grifters and the greedy folks. Then I think you have like just people who are stone cold, like racist, bigoted, you know, misogynistic, xenophobic, and they don't care. They just want whoever's going to put those policies in power in place. And then at the bottom, you know, you have people who are just disenfranchised, right? You have you know, people who are struggling, they're down on their luck, you know, they can't pay their bills, their wife left them. And then what happens? It's just a general thing. People don't want to be accountable, right? They need to blame something. And, and the easiest way for the people at the top to weaponize those people at the bottom is to weaponize people based on, you know, women, foreigners, uh, you know, blacks, browns, Mexicans, whatever it may be. Right. And, and, and that, that whole narrative is your life talking to the people on the bottom now sucks not because you suck right not because you're trying you aren't trying to lift yourself up not because you don't do anything to make your life better your life sucks because of those people right, right? you gotta have someone to blame i mean some of the stuff you said like when you watch it it's it's kind of crazy and and, I, and the other reason just to give you another reason i think you know that that those you know crazy stories have been able to perpetuate is these fake news channels right right like you know like fox is admitted in court that they're entertainment and then there's you know there's like what newsmax in OAN and like regardless of what your politics are I mean they're just spewing straight like dishonesty manipulation and nothing that's credible but the problem is when you put that on TV people believe it and it's in a formal like <laughs> setting with a nice like host and it's on say people believe it and then you know and I'll give you something else like, you know Twitter like where we met is, is kind of a vacuum no matter what you're on whichever side you're on right yeah, like yeah. a lot of people on the left are in a left echo chamber people on the right are in the right echo chamber I recently, you know, was doing some work with a, with a lawyer who, you know, is a Trump supporter and he's on the right, you know, it's, it's a generally reasonable guy otherwise. And we followed each other on Twitter. So one day I just was looking through his feed and it's literally like, it's a completely different world. You wow. know, like I watch and read, write stuff just to know what's coming from the other side. But if you stay, if you go follow like a strong, like, you know, I block Trump, but block like Marjorie Taylor Greene. But like, if you read their page, it's just like it's it's like a completely different universe. Wow. And um, you know, Trump's done a masterful job with the cult of personality and his ability to like catchphrase and narrative because that's a huge part of today's culture. No, totally. I mean, I don't remember even hearing the word snowflake. <laughs> I mean, right. like however many yeah. years ago. And I really, for me, like I didn't politically. You know, I I you know, obviously I have my, my beliefs and I never really got into it, but I got scared. Like I really got scared. Um, this last election, I'm like, we're effed, man. I mean, seriously, we have, we all have to step up at this point because the wool is being pulled over so many people's eyes that I've got to do something. I mean, I had never even given money to a campaign before until this last cycle. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, I've got kids. I mean, I actually started homeschooling my kids and I have a whole entire, there's two things that I'm teaching, especially next year. One is world religion, because Mm -hmm. I want my kids to understand like, not everyone is going to believe what you believe. And then they say, well, what do we believe? And I go, I'll tell you what I believe. And then you need to form your own belief system. You can take pieces of what I do, but I'm not going to force feed, right? I mean, if you can take pieces of Buddhism, you can take pieces of Judea, you can take little pieces of everything. And if that basically gives you the faith that you are part of something bigger than yourself and we're all in this together and that makes you a good person, I'm all for it. I don't care what, right? We don't care what you believe. I don't care. We were even saying, you know, I saw on Twitter the other day, someone was saying, you know, about, you know, um, skin color. It's like, my, my kids don't see skin color. You know, when, when they saw their teacher and someone's like, oh gosh, did you, you know, you see the teacher, the new teacher. And 
my daughter's like, yes, you know, she's so happy. And then, and then, you know, they're talking about how she was an African-American lady. And then um, they go, well, don't you see that she's different? She goes, yes, she's a girl. Like she was just so happy. I mean, these are the kind of human beings that I'm trying to raise, but I just feel like, you know, um, obviously, you know, religion plays a really big part in a lot of the wars that we get into. Um, You know, it's just crazy to me that, what is happening and I just don't know how to turn it around I'm one person um but again you know on Twitter just you know seeing how there are a lot of people out there that are fighting and I'm not saying like one way over to the right or over to the left is right I just feel like bamboozling people is not okay to take their money no that's it is and a couple things you said like the not okay thing is I was literally I forget I was talking to the other day but one of the conversations I had was like for, for just grifters, like straight grifters. Like I could never just lie to people to get their, their money. money. How do you, how do you live with yourself? And like, it's literally like, like even Sydney Powell, like, you know, this is not really been reported. So it's kind of cool people listening. Cause I've looked into her pretty closely on some things. Like Sydney Powell had an LLC raising money for the election fraud cases. Right. She started her own. And, and, and basically if you look at it and I've written it somewhere, it's documented, but, 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 but like the mission was, to give me money so I can fight the election fraud, right? And people gave Libby, Sydney Powell money. Right. And, and the election fraud and the Kraken and all that was nonsense. And then Sydney Powell was sued for defamation. Right, by Dominion. And when, <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and when she responded, like legally to try to get out, she said this was not really defamation because nobody really believed what I was saying. They knew it was rhetorical hyperbole. Well, she's saying in court, basically, I was full of shit. Right. And everybody knew it. But if you look needs which most people don't she was actually getting money for that right like through an llc right and then even now you go so there's three stages there's the money through the llc there's now admitting that you were full of shit and now most recently she was on stage in some event where she was talking about trump being reinstated on august 6th right which is which is also just craziness but i think it's part of a grift as well and during that speech she's emphatically talking about election fraud so when you see that to me it's like this person has already admitted they were lying, but they already knew they were lying, right? Sure. And, and literally doing it to just get other people's money. Like it's, just, it's it's kind of bizarre. It is bizarre. I mean, I even read that, you know, this, uh, this recount that's going on, right, in Arizona, in Maricopa County, is I think they've raised over $250,000 for this yeah. re- recount. Yeah. It's like... Uh, yeah. But even that, when you look beneath that a little bit, so I, I'm not totally versing, but I do know a little bit because of my cross with him. You know, you know, Linwood, Linwood kind of jumped into this Trump scene in like you know in November or so, right? Like Linwood was working for Rittenhouse, raising money. The election came up, and he just he just pivoted and shifted gears, and he was out there with the Craig in the election for it. He's a good orator, right? He's a good speaker. Sure. People listen to him, you know, and he yada yada, and you know, what I've been told, and I've actually seen things that show this, is that Doug Logan is one of the people running that whole Arizona election audit. That's the name of one of the individuals running it. Doug Logan actually, you know, from things I've seen, it strongly suggests used to work for Lynn Wood. Like he was on, like Linwood has a plantation, like a huge $8 million spread down south. Wow. And this guy was apparently there doing work for Linwood. Text messages show this, and now he's the one running it. Lynn Wood is going around saying that Biden's not really at the White House and Trump is coming and saying other just completely crazy stuff. Yeah. And when you see how folks like at the end of the day, when you're trying to make sense of it all, like who believes this, who would say this? It almost always comes back to like, you know, it's cliche when people say it's about the money. It's really about the money. It's only about the money. Like, it's just it seems just a massive rift. I mean, even even with Trump, like, you know, I think the Washington Post reported that by like December 15th, you know, before the insurrection, right? You know, after the election, oh, he, he had raised, raised oh yeah, one hundred seventy million dollars. Yes, right? yes. Filing, I mean, listen, like, I mean, the degree of taking them seriously is like you literally have like Eric Trump coming on talk shows talking about legal arguments. I mean, right. it's like it's a joke. Well, I mean, like, listen, now you've got Don Trump Jr. on cameo. I don't even know. I I don't even right. know what to say about that one. Um, but, um, I guess, I don't know, just getting back to, you know, I know you're, you're fighting against some pretty powerful people, obviously you're yeah. powerful in your own right, but, um, I know we, you know, we sort of talked about how I'm sure your friends and family have said, you know, look, Don, just let it go. 
right? Oh, absolutely. But but why aren't you letting it go? Well, yeah, they, they, you definitely get that. Some people are like, well, look, you know, you you have two degrees from Harvard. Uh, you know, you could, you know, do this, that, and the other thing, why don't you let it go? I mean, you know, it almost goes back to one of the points that earlier, obviously it, it, it's personal for me, B, I think I'm sending a message to other people. Like I'm not going to get into, into all the details, but these people legitimately tried to run me over and destroy my life and they continue to, and it's for two and a half years going. Like I've had people read through things and say, I can't believe you're still standing with what you've been through with them. I mean, these are in my strong opinion, and I can walk anyone through it, any reporter out there. Big time, small time wants to know. I will sit down, walk you through it, and I will say all this under the not no fear of getting sued for defamation. These are some of the most unethical actors that I have seen in, in my in my strong opinion. And and it basically becomes it's almost like it's almost a parallel to the other stuff we were talking about, right? It's like a, a win at all costs, right? With disregard for the truth, disregard for people's reputations, disregard for everything you've dug in. And my thing is, you know, to get directly to the point how I'm constituted is that's kind of the way we were raised as a family. You know, if you walk all over me and try to destroy me, like I'm going to try to vindicate, you know, restore the reputation as best I can that, that you've completely destroyed and also hold you accountable for your behavior. And yeah. that's really the biggest thing about it. I, I like it, 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 it to me, you know, it's always a good way to get a big reaction on Twitter if anybody wants to get one. It's just you just talk about the fact that, look, like you have Rudy Giuliani, right? Trial by combat, corruption for days, right? You have Trump, five criminal investigations. I could walk through so many things with him. You know, who knows what's going to happen with Matt Gates? You know, you, you know, nothing's really gone forward yet, but there's a lot there. You have Linwood literally talking about execute the the, 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 the vice president. Yeah. The chief justice state is, is a pedophile. Even you Michael Mike Flynn. Flynn. Oh my gosh. Yes, Mike Flynn. Go, Michael Flynn. We, we go right, like he's talking openly about like, and, and, and but here's the thing. Nothing happens, right? Right. No accountability. Take time. No accountability. That's the word. And then I had just said accountability. It's 100%. So it's like if, if it needs to be me who needs to, you know, walk through this war and deal with all these law firms, all this smearing, all these lies and whatever to, to, to you know, hold people accountable, then, then I'll do that. Because the way I see it is if people do that to me and I have the wherewithal to fight it and I walk away and just say, let it be good it emboldens them to do it in the future. Right. It lets them off the hook to do it in the future as well. Right. Right. Because it goes away and other people don't look like I get, there's been a number of people who have reached out to me during the course of my journey and my fight, who I don't even know, who've seen things, who've read things and who've given me like tremendous praise for doing what I'm doing. And I'm a humble person. Like I hope that comes across. I'm not here trying to both be boastful, but yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. a lot of people like who know some of these other people I picked up the phone and called me and said, hey, listen, you know, I used to work with so-and-so. I've seen what they're doing. I think it's disgusting, disgraceful. And and I really admire, like, the stance you've taken and, and you know, what you've done and how you continue to fight. And, you know, it, it, it you know, goes back to, you know, when you are a kid and I was playing hockey and the kid calls you an N-word all game. Like, you can either just take it, go home. And keep it moving like some people do. Yeah. Or you can say, you know what? I've had enough. Now you're going to get yours, right? Yeah, it's and- interesting. I mean, I uh, I remember one day I, I my twins were in preschool. They were probably three or four years old. And then, you know, you get that dreaded phone call. I don't know if you have kids or not, but you get that phone call from, you know, the other parent. Like, I want to talk to you about your kids. And I'm thinking, oh, shit. You know, I think I raised some pretty good kids. And, and yeah. she started to cry. And she said, um, I just want to thank you because I guess some little asshole boy threw sand in her little girl's eyes and my kids came to her rescue. So I took this little three-year-old, my daughter went and washed her eyes out in the water fountain and my son went up to the boy and said, um, you're a human, you're a terrible human being. You don't do that to someone. And then went and got, you know, the teacher and so it was just like, oh, my gosh, you know what I mean? This is what we're supposed to do, right? We're supposed to stand up for people that can't stand up for themselves. And we're supposed to basically do what's right. Um, I know. Well, it's amazing. It, 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 great for you raising your kids that way. That's Thank amazing. You. So that's a good thing for you. And I don't. I have nieces and nephews and, and, I, and I watch them and I like very happy when they do the, 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 the right thing like that. Right. It's like it's a it's a more it's a moment of enormous pride. Right. Because. Bottom line, at the end of the day, there's two kinds of people. There's good people and there's bad people. That's right. Bad people don't do that and and good people do that. And in the line you just said, where you're supposed to stand up for the people who can't stand for themselves, 
I'm pretty sure that's a line at the end of A Few Good Men, which is one of my favorite movies. Oh, really? You know, the, the whole like cold red thing and Tom yeah. Cruise and Jack Nicholson. And I think one of the you know officers who ends up going, you know, uh, I forget his name, maybe Lance Dawson or something, the black one, uh, you know, he gets in trouble anyhow. And he's like so consternated and confused at the end. And he's like, well, I, I thought I did the right thing. I thought we were supposed to defend those people who can't defend themselves, right? Yeah. And they kind of told me, you're right, but in this section, there were some rules, so you got screwed. But I just like, you know, and this goes full circle back to that point, like, you know, it's people like, 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 like Lynn Wood, from the little bit I know, he owns an LLC that purchased three plantations last year in the South for a total of $16 million. So it's like, and there's like videos of these plantations. They're like insanely nice, right? And and he he gets, you know, the Atlanta bar moves to this, sorry, the, the Georgia bar moves to this bar him and he's on Telegram, like asking for donations right. to defend the lawsuit. Like, I don't know the man's personal finances, but I know that people giving their money to him didn't just own an LLC that purchased three plantations for right. $16 million, right? So it, it just... But 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 it, it's also too. It's, you know, we had another you know funny Twitter conversation the other day. It was um, you know, what would you do if you had a hundred million dollars? Right, it was the question. Right, and 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 one person's view was, you know, I'd be trying immediately to double my net worth. Right, yeah. and, and then another's views was like, you know, I might do nothing. And then another view was I'd use it to try to help people. And one of the things that came out of it was, you know, and I said this was I I, I truly do not understand super wealthy people who don't help others in any way. Right. And then there's worse than that. Like there's one is not helping others. And the further than that is actually taking from others. Sure. Like continuing to like, you know, grift, like, you know, with reckless abandon. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, look, I, I think in the at the end of the day, I mean, I definitely believe in manifestation. I believe in karma. You know, I think it, it all kind of comes back. I mean, I don't help other people because I think I'm going to get some karmic greatness coming my way. I just do it because you just know in your mind that that's just the right thing to do. You know, I talked about being on a movie set in Jamaica, ironically, um, and um, had like a really unfortunate incident with the, you know, producer director trying to sexually assault me, um, yeah. which I would not allow. And um, he was not very happy with that and basically, you know, uh, slammed me up against a door and told me he was going to bury me where no one would find me. And so um, I did have to escape Jamaica. He made me out to be a racist, which was really rich at the point because I was engaged to a mixed man who was white and black. I was pretty much the least racist person ever. Um, But he wanted to turn the crew against me. He just was using that fear, right, that I had no one to, to talk to. And so once I got out of it, you know, I, I was really shaken by the whole thing because uh, I was alone in Hollywood and I didn't, I did believe him, you know, and I, I did have kind of a crazy childhood where there was a lot of abuse and I was fearful a lot. I couldn't look people in the eye for a really long time. And so I had a choice to make and my choice was basically, you know, to fight this guy and not just fight him because he owed me money, but to fight him to, to stop him. Right. To stop him from ever stepping foot on a movie set ever again, because God forbid some younger actress. I mean, this was 30 years ago, but maybe an actress that wouldn't have had the balls. Right. To stand up and say, no, you know what? Fuck you. You don't touch me. Right. Um, And then, you know, what's going to happen to her? So she's scarred for life. Maybe she ends up killing herself because she can't live with what I mean. You I don't know. There's just something I guess I don't know if we're born with it. I don't know what it is. I think I think, well, I think I think everything's a little bit nature nurture, but I think I think innate's a big part of it. I really do. Yeah. I really do. Like, I think if you're just born, like I, you know, obviously where you go up, how you're raised, you know, your parents, your siblings, whatever, your friends help. But I do think some people are born that way. And, and you know, I could give you, you know, just to give you colorful anecdotes, I like those. You know, with my situation, I have a childhood friend since I was two. You know, he was four. I was two. Our parents. My dad and his dad just teach gym together. His name is Brendan. If he's listening, lifelong friend, crazy guy. And he was, he knows about all my struggle and people see it. And, and, and they're like, wow, that's crazy. That's your friend. Yada, yada. And the other day, um, struggling Brendan, he said, you know, he has a new girlfriend now. He recently divorced. And uh, he, he said, I, she was reading and she's like, oh my God, what's happening to Don is so bad. Like, how is he dealing? And he said, listen, I've known Don since I was four and he was two. 
And he said, they could bomb New York City and there'd be four roaches still running around trying to like make it happen or get going, like, you know, come back from it. He's like, you'd be one of them. So it is kind of a born thing at some point. But I also do think it's, it's, it's a principal thing. It's a good person, bad thing. Personally, because one is, again, there's my individual issues, but there's also the bigger picture of sending a message to other people, right? Sure. Like when I get when I get messages from others or, you know, and I'll just be, I'm going to be frank because that's how I am about this thing. Like, like Pierce, there's no question he's a bad guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Pierce is, so people know he's the lawyer whose firm I used to work at. I'm a litigation then. He's represented Rudy Giuliani, Kyle Rittenhouse, the most proud boys. We actually graduated Harvard Law School together in 2000. You know, th- this guy has two domestic violence restraining orders, reportedly threatened to kill his ex-wife. He had a $2.5 million a year job in 2016 at a new law firm. Within three months or four months, he lost his job because he physically assaulted another one. He, he's got accused of lying under oath by the Kenosha police. I can go on and on and on and on. You can read it at, you know, either Don Lewis 87 on Twitter, or I have a, a blog kind of called sunlightreports.com. The litany of misconduct is, is insane, right? And, and, and what some people from his past have reached out to me and have said, you know what? I used to work with that guy two, three law firms ago. And just to be frank, they're like, he's, he's an awful guy. You know, this, their words, he's a scumbag, but nobody's ever stood up to him because they all think he's crazy and don't want to get in his way. Right. 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 It's like, I'll, I'll just keep it moving and let him walk all over me. And I've just never been that person. Right. And, and, and that's not just for me, though, where I meant to go with that more holistically is I love to see people who may have fallen within the path before, you know, saying, hey, thank you for standing up and doing something. Right. Yeah. Because. Um, you know, I can't say where he's going, where he's not. I mean, this guy's had clients fire him. He's had other lawyers do things like he's basically spreading like a, you know, the, 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 the shocks from a wave and just causing damage everywhere he goes. Right. Yeah. And, and, and people are just putting their heads down because they're like, I, and it's almost a little selfish at some point. Right. Because they're like, I don't want to be harmed. So I'm not going to step up and say anything. Right. And I can't even call people out because I don't know. But I know things about this guy's past that stuff I'm not put out that I found out from other people. Yeah. So what it kind of bothers me a little bit with what I'm going through, right? And the lies that have been told about me and the nonsense that there's people out there who know these things, right? But they don't step up and say something. Sure. Right. Sure. Like, you know what I mean? And then I would never be that person. Like, and you know, and that's I, that's kind of it. I just think it's, you know, back to our really, really initial point. I guess why we had such a good conversation. Because I totally got that vibe from you that you're the same way. Yeah. And there's just people like that in the world, right? Because you, should, you could be doing, you could still be fighting, but you could be doing it privately, but you're not, right? You're letting people know, no, this guy basically, you know, obviously allegedly, you know, has done all these things and he's wronged a lot of people, including myself, not just me. And if I can stop him from his path of destruction, I will do it at all costs, including personal. I had a I had a very serious conversation back in 2018 is when this has started. Very serious conversation about this, which I'll, that's all I'll say. And what I said was, this guy is going to continue on his path. And what's going to happen is he's going to hurt a bunch of lawyers. He's going to hurt a bunch of lenders. He's going to hurt you know a bunch of other people for litigation. He's going to hurt this. And, and every single thing I said has come to pass and it keeps growing. So it's also part of like, listen, I'll also be frank. You know, we went to law school together. I intermittently get phone calls from people we went to law school with who say things like, you know, how is Pierce not in jail yet? Right. Wow. Or people posting on, and this is in beta. Anybody listening, you have a problem, I'll produce it. You can, you can, you can leave. You know what I mean? But no, that is the point. It's like, you know, or how, you know, how is he not disbarred yet? How, and, and listen, like I said, if you go to the sunlightreports.com, you look at some of the things I've written and I don't, I don't write them from just, you know, emotional, whatever I write everything. And I put, back up to all the documents so all the documents that you see and it is part of that it's like you know w- what point is some process would be me or someone else going to step in you know i, I don't have the power so it's not me but that's that's kind of like same thing with trump giuliani all that stuff like no none of us on twitter you know bar or whatever yeah can stop you can voice your displeasure you know you can sign petitions we had a petition going to expel um you know Marjorie Marjorie Green. Green, yeah. right? um you know uh, an ex uh, you know, Army vet who used to be a Trumper and now he's a Republican named David Weissman, who has a huge Twitter following, kind of, he started it. 
Uh, you know, it's gotten over 200,000 signatures. And, you know, there's so many people, oh, what, is the petition really going to get someone expelled? Like, why are you wasting your time? No, you know, it may not get him expelled. It may not get her expelled. It may. You don't know. But what you're doing, at least, is you're having your voice heard, right? You're well, and you're bringing light. Because, I mean, listen, <laughs> yes. even I got involved with this woman who... Um, Oh my gosh, I don't know if she's in Tennessee, but you know, she was selling those Jewish stars that said yes. like proudly unvaccinated, whatever. I was so disgusted. I'm not Jewish, but I was so disgusted that, you know what I mean? She would even do this that, you know, I even wrote into Stetson hats to say like, yeah. are you proud? Are you really proud of where your, your merchandise is being sold? And I know that they pulled and they pulled exactly where yeah. it's going to hurt her in her pocketbook. They yeah, pulled their not- hats and you know what? And so, yeah, you know, are we cancel culture? Whatever people want to call it. But look, I just think that, you know, if you have a platform and someone is just purposely, I mean, oh, I didn't realize it. Yes, you did, sweetheart, please. You know what I mean? You know oh, exactly. You know, know, what, she, what she's apologizing for is simple apologizing because she got caught. She got caught. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because some people like, think that it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. Right. So Absolutely. it's like, um, so yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't know, cancel culture, all these sort of, you know, trigger all these words that are going on. All I know is that, um, right is right. And wrong is wrong. And no, absolutely. Go ahead. no, no, it's okay. And it's, and at some point, you know, people are just going to have to wake up. Uh, no, I mean, absolutely. And the, tr- the trigger words is a big point too. how they win, like the messaging, just to like double back on one thing with the yellow star hat work store. Same thing. We started posting about that. And you were getting the naysayers, in the comments. Oh, why are you posting about this? It's a waste of time. But you know what happened? Yeah, she had to backtrack. Yeah, Stetson pulled their contract. So it made a difference. So that's why you push it. And yep. now with the cancel culture, you know, that's one thing I think you know, particularly Trump, because Trump is very, very, and I always call it, I know you have some background, but I've said this from the beginning, 2016, because I used to, I'm a fan, I've told you that, like Trump is WWE politics, right? Right, right. He gets up there, like the rock is like, give me a hell no, hell no, right? Like that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. And the rock is like, you know, you smell the rock is cooking. Catchphrases, the whole arena goes crazy. Yes. Trump is like catchphrases. He right. Literally does well. It's catchphrases. And, and what the Democrats do not do as well is, you know, like cancel culture, like cancel culture, you know, the way I was raised is called consequences for your actions. Accountability. Right? That's <laughs> Accountability, right. right. It's not cancelable. Yeah. But they message that way. Like, you know, even in the first impeachment, it's quid quo pro, right? Yeah. And it, it, like, you know, an average person does not know what quid quo pro means. Like the Democrats just say bribes, right? Or, right. Or, yeah, and, 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 and it, it, you know, it's like some lawyers use Latin all the time. Nobody knows what you're talking about. And even you know, I know this is more touchy, but like the whole phrase, like, you know, you know, defund the police. I was never a fan because it's so easy to attack. It sounds like you're taking away money. Sure. There's other ways to mess that police to police. Like, you know, um, I know a common tweeter, we know Dave 50 shades away. You know, he's the one who said police to like police to police, which is a great phrase, right? Yeah. Yeah. Way it's your police, but I love him. Phrase. I love him. But, by yeah, the way, he's, he's the really, coolest really, guy. really, really, really insightful guy. Um, very, very insightful. Um, but that's a big part of it. It's the messaging. And just, the, you know, the bigger thing is like, you know, we distill it all down. It generally is like there's just good and there's evil. I mean, you you look at, you know, I ask sometimes jokingly or not jokingly or whatever on Twitter, like, you know, you look at Donald Trump. I don't care what you think about that, right? I don't, you, know, you can be a Republican. I don't care. Like Trump's a different species. And I'm just like, what is one redeeming quality the guy has? Yeah. Just one. Like one. Like, you know, in terms of like, you know, you know, even this whole business with Liz Cheney, right? Yada, yada. Like, you may not have liked Dick Cheney. You may not have liked Dick Cheney's politics, but Dick Cheney's clearly a smart, calculating guy yes. who works to get where he is. Yes. Like, what is Trump done? Like, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. You know, it's funny. You think we talk about these catchphrases, and then it makes me realize about these jingles right? That people use in commercials to get you to remember their product. Absolutely. I mean, it's very reminiscent of that, right? That's a great point. No, it's 100% is. I mean, years later, you remember, them, right? Yes. Like, like you, you really do. And, and you can get a lot of curry with, you know, those kind of jokes. Like, you know, like, I mean, you know, I want to date myself with different things, but yeah, you remember these things and that's how you remember products. And, and, and in this day and age, like, you know, the fact is, you know, a lot of people are not really reading anymore, right? I mean, you sure. know, messages are quick. And here's a huge big thing. Like, uh, you know, a huge thing is, you know, wouldn't, and I'm sure you can relate to, like when I was a kid, like, 
you know, Howard Dean like screamed primarily during an election event or something. <laughs> yes, and, right. and it's like it's, it's like it's like it, that like that killed his election. It the did. Was, there was no Twitter and Facebook, and it was in the newspaper at the top of your driveway in the morning. And then it was in the morning news. It was on the night news. I remember news. that. It's like Howard Dean lost his marbles. I remember this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but, but just to, to, but just juxtapose that to like what Trump is doing every day. Yeah. Right. And, and the reason he's getting away with it is because, you know, there's a lot of reasons to get away with it. But one is that it's like there's a new news story every half a second. Sure. Right. Like the news cycle just goes, 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 goes. Right. Yeah, it, yeah. It's not anymore like, hey, wake up in the morning, pick up the paper at the top of the driveway, one story. Watch the nightly news at uh, like eleven thirty and eleven o'clock, and hear the stories. It's just you, you know, just it just moves, and yeah. that's, in that kind of, they're using that to their advantage. So tell me this: so what's the end game for you? What do you what do you see? Do you see? I mean, obviously, you know, um, we see you winning, you know, your case, and uh, and uh, basically, okay. um, what is it called when uh, when they have to pay your attorney fees? By, uh... Well, I'm not, I'm not like just straight. I'm not, I'm not necessarily winning my case. My case is moving glacially slowly, okay. um, and we're just moving along. But you know, I think that you know there, there is some public perception. Uh, at least I've heard from people. You know, when the first when they came out of their stories, people didn't know what to believe. But I, I think that now there's been you know there's been coverage of Pierce internationally, and 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 you know you can read it yourself. And you know my my strong take is he's just a dirtbag. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's no there's no there's no middle area there. It's pretty clear. And if anybody wants to know, I'll, I'll fill them in. But, you know, the end is, you know, listen, um, it's, it, it's exposure on people who are doing really, really you know bad things, accountability. And then just like, you know, you know, without getting too much, you know, justice and, and what's to be right. I mean, I'm very much like, you know, people need to be held accountable for their actions, as we've said. Yeah. And the actions, you know, in, in my opinion, are disgusting and. There's actually a number of people who joined in and lawyers as well, who I won't call out by name. But, you know, at some point down the road when, you know, the dust settles and it's less litigious and whatnot, like, um, don't be surprised if, you know, you, you hear from me on those people. I mean, there's a couple of people in particular who comport like, you know, for lack of a better word, and I'm happy to document that for people too, like animals, right? And they think it's a game and, and they have no basic human decency. Um, and to me, those are core values, right? Like, you know, Hey, listen, I've been a lawyer my whole life. You're in litigation. You know, you can have, you know, you have, you zealously represent your client. You have differences. It's another thing to just be, you know, comport yourself like a lying pig, like yeah. some people have. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd be happy to address it with any of them if they wanted to address it. Um, but, you know, so, 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 but to answer your question, it's, it's really, it's like, you know, that's why I call my thing sunlight reports, right? It's shining sunlight, right? Yeah. Because, here, you know, again, it's cliche. You know, sunlight is the best disinfectant, right? It's cliche, but it's true, right? Most people who are doing corruption, grifting, what do they hope to do? They hope to do it under cover of darkness. Keep in they the dark. Yeah, keep people in right? the dark. And, 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 they, and they hope it gets too stale. Like, for example, Trump would like, you know, the tax returns, McCann testifying today or I think what he did, right? Like, you know, a lot of people look at the McCann thing as actually a loss. So like, I didn't, I didn't hear the testimony, so I'm not versed in it. I don't know what happened today. But if McCann came out today, two, three years later, two years later, and said Trump covered everything up, that's really a win for Trump, right? Because that should have been done two years ago. And now nobody really cares anymore, right? Right. So, you know, it's about like exposure, sunlight, accountability, um, justice. And there's there's a whole lot of people who've done wrong here. You know, I'll never be able to cast that wide enough to, to get at all of them, but you hope that they all have to, you know, answer to it and, and, and whatnot. I mean, you know, even with the, you know, grifting, what it's different thing, but it just gets back to me, like, you know, if there's people in your world who are good with that, that's who's in your world. But I would like to think that the majority of the world is not good with that. Yeah. And most people are good people. And most people like want to help others and want to just, you know, helping others is taking it further. There's just like the general one phrase from a famous older movie, Spike Lee. It's just do the right thing. Right. Yeah. A couple of simple rules. Do the right thing. Golden rule. Treat others as you want to be treated. And then my other rule, which I just kind of throw out there, is don't be an asshole. Right. Like, it's not that hard. Like, pretty much all, oh all, all that boils down to don't be an asshole. No, I work for the agency. I, have a, I am a real estate broker, and we literally have T-shirts that say no assholes allowed. <laughs> we can go. only we can only wear them certain cities like I can't get away with it you know like you know like in Pasadena but Beverly Hills Malibu we can definitely yeah no assholes I mean it's just it, it's a great no, philosophy that's what it is. Like, even in, in, in my social life you know I you know 
I used, I play, I'm not as much now as COVID played a lot of recreational hockey and, you know, I've run a lot of teams and my teams did pretty good over the years. And the rule was just like, I don't care if you're as good as like, you know, uh, who's great. Now, Alexander Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby. I mean, maybe I make passes for them, but if you come into the locker room in a men's league hockey game, you know, you're like 35, 40 year old guys playing hockey, you work all week, you have some beers in the locker room after you go to the bar you can come out there and score six goals, but if you're an asshole, <laughs> find another team, buddy. Like, right. Nobody wants to hang out with you, right? Yeah, like, no one, no one wants like, to deal with your ass. And it's true. And then, you know, and then you could be like me who like, I think I'm a pretty good guy. You know, I'm not the best player. So like the better guys will around, allow me around the team because they're like, Don's a good dude. And, you know, he brings some laughs in and he's like, you know, he's not going to cause problems, but you know, you come in, it's, 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 it's like a baseline rule for life. Yeah. Um, you know, just like you said at the very beginning, be a good person, you know, and then, you know, the one point of holding others accountable is, you know, you have to be accountable yourself, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah, of course. Up, you, 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 you apologize. You take ownership yeah. of your mess ups. Right. And, and there's just way too many people who just don't, don't do that. You know what, what do they I mean? say? You point up. the finger, what you're pointing one finger and, you know, whatever, four coming back Absolutely. to you, right? 100%, yeah. 100%. Definitely. I mean, even like, you know, even though deep, like, you know, one of my favorite childhood books was Catcher in the Rye. I don't remember much about it now, but all I remember is the huge theme of it was people who were phonies. And this all comes back to all, like all these bad personality traits kind of line together, right? Like yeah. people who are unaccountable, people who grift, people who do bad things and want to skate away from it. They're typically also people who aren't real people, right? right? Like if you look at a lot of these people, like, you know, I'll just be frank. Like I know John Pierce. I know people went to law school with him. I don't think he has a single personal friend, like a real personal friend from however long, right? I mean, I worked with him. I know, we hung out. Like nobody's ever calling him like, hey, you want to go to the bar tonight? Right. Hey, like, we, hey, like we were friends 15 years ago. Let's catch up. And maybe there are that I don't know about, but I haven't seen him and other people say that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I have like the guy from the beginning, yada, yada. But I think, but, but I think all that comes down to the depth of character. And if you're a real genuine person, right? Like if you're a genuine person, you know, you catch up with people, they know what they're getting. If you're a phony and a grifter and a con man, you know, you're, everything's everything's fighting for you. It just moves quickly, and there's nothing concrete, and there's nothing real or genuine or deep about you know your existence. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, listen, Don, it's just it's been such a pleasure really getting to hear your story and getting to know you a little bit more. I'm really excited to see. I I don't know. I see a book. I see a. Uh, some type of documentary in your future for sure because um you know look we all have we all have our shit but again like i say you know not everyone gets up and you know some of us get up with punching uh gloves on you know ready yeah. to kind of go fight the good fight for other people so i'm proud to know you and uh really happy you were able to come on the show and i really appreciate your time thank you thanks so much and, and all, all right back at you like i don't know so then like, you know when i first spoke to you and it's coming to you now you're clearly a fighter and the heart's in the right place i'm really glad we did this and you know i wish the best and i think when you know spirits souls people like us collide like it's great because i don't have to speak to you again for however long and i can talk to you in 10 years we like hit it i think you know maybe we'll do big things some way point together sounds like a plan thank you so much thank you very much amy okay. all right bye